Well, we have a very, very special treat today. I know some of y'all were all excited to hear me preach this morning. You've had to wait two weeks, but hopefully what we got today is going to be even better. Today, we've got a very special friend of mine here today. I've known this guy. I can't remember not knowing him, okay? Well before kindergarten, I met Lance Troutman. He's been a close friend of mine ever since then. First, My first memory of Lance was at the Barclays house, David and Nell Barkley. And I remember Lance in the floor doing push-ups. I don't know, I don't remember how old we were, but we weren't in school yet. And I remember him doing push-ups, and I thought that was just the craziest thing. He could do push-ups. He's always just been real strong, you know. He's been through some tough times, like all of us. But praise God, God has a calling on him, y'all. He's going he's gonna to be an evangelist. God has a mighty work for him. And you're going to be privileged to get to hear his first message today. So I want you all to really welcome him. And I want you to hear what he has to say. Now, he may have some hard words for you. It may not be easy to digest. But I guarantee you, just like the Word says, that, that all Word is good for reproof, correction, and building you up, okay? It's good for you. I want you to hear what he has to say today. So y'all welcome him. Lance, go ahead and come. <laughs> now, I also want to, before I lose my microphone, don't have an opportunity, uh, I want to strongly encourage all of you to come tonight. Now, he's going to be back tonight, and he's got some real special stuff for the kids. Uh, he's also a magician. He's, he's had a magic shop for quite a while. I mean, I tell you what, he just baffles me sitting there three inches from him watching him do it, and I just can't figure out how he does it. But anyway, he's going to bring the kids down here tonight and put on a little show for them, and, and he's going to share the Word in the process of doing that. And we've got some gifts for the kids and stuff. So y'all please come back tonight and support him the best you can. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm sorry, I need a hug, Kevin. So that was, you know, thanks. Yeah. You know, this is, a, this is a crazy for me. It's my first time on the stage. And before I talk about me, I want to talk about Kevin. He's been a... We've been friends for a long time, you know, and um, what he's done, you know, I mean, this church, I'm emotional right now. Imagine me right now, my first time here, the fears I fought this morning to, to be here. And um, let me slow down because I have a thousand thoughts, you know, and I want to, I want to make sure I speak every one of those. Um, Kevin, you know, I, um, thank you. I need that water. Thank you. Uh, I just want to give you honor and respect and uh, encouragement, like what you've done. Talk about Kevin. My first member of Kevin in the ministry was in his, it was in his house. Kevin called me when I was still lost, I would say, you know, lost but not forgotten. And he told me he was going to do church in his house. And I was like, well, good for you, you know. I mean, good for you. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, and I'm sorry, I didn't encourage you like you encouraged me, Kevin, you know. But I did. I did. Once I, got, once I came around and got saved again, I say, uh, or reunited with God, I came to support you. And I was at his house where it was me, uh, Rhonda. Just a handful, yeah. And he was preaching to us in his home, you know, before we got here. And I'm privileged to, to preach in a crowd and, and give me that respect. And thanks for giving me the reins, Kevin. I'm, you wouldn't bring a snake in your church, right? Right? And so to have this floor and, th and this um, attention is awesome. You know, I'm blessed. And, um, you know, this is my first time. And I would, you know, I've been a lot of, I'm, I'm in front of a lot of crowds performing magic. And, um, but for the first time, I'm happy to say that I could be in a crowd and um, telling the truth, you know, you know, and that's powerful. Uh, doing magic is, I say illusion is, um, it's been fun for me, but uh, I've been doing magic for 14 years now. Can you believe that? 14 years, you know, and that's just probably as long as I've seen the last of you guys, you know, I see these faces today. I have a thousand thoughts, guys. I'm going to slow down a little bit because uh, I'm a fast talker too, so thank you. Um, well, I'm happy that everyone here is uh, here, you know. 
like we've uh, 14 years since we graduated. How long has it been? More than that, right? Longer than that? Yeah. I am, yeah. I'm forgetting, yeah. You know? Wow. I'm just glad that we all made it back here, you know? I mean, seeing everyone here, and um, I'm just in awe, you know, that we all made it back here and listened to the truth today. So, and uh, uh, my family's here today, man. I mean, you know, uh, being older and um, wiser, it's just, I'm so thankful, you know, that my family's here to support me and all my friends here. And uh, my cousin here, you know, Helen Baker, I want to name a few names that encouraged me when I was younger, you know, that spoke life into my life. And um, Helen Baker, I know you did that. So thank you, you know. And um, all, all, all of you, like, um, I want to mention everybody, but there's not time for that. But everyone here in this room encouraged me. I know everyone here. And um, thank you for your for your encouragement. Those ones that headed me, you know, that, that had the, um, the courage to follow the gospel, thank you, you know. Thank you. And thanks to everyone here is why I'm here. And uh, I know that now. It's a closed circle for me. And with that being said, I'm going to get up here. And yes, I have three Bibles, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I came prepared. But let me get some water here before I start. There's no awkward silence here, so let me get some water and um, let me um, coordinate this effort real quick. Oh, that well. I was gonna say, yeah. And I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, it's just the truth, you know. Like, um, this is my first time. I want to say it again. You heard that before, but um, I'm glad that I have people supporting me in love today, you know. And uh, Brother Gilbert, I talked to him yesterday. Thanks for showing up today and supporting me, too. I asked him, it's nice having preachers direct you, you know. And um, yeah, before I start, um, let's, let's say a prayer because I need to calm my spirit. And um, and get the truth out here. Father, we come to you today, Father, giving you the praise and glory. Thank you, Father, for for the strength that you're giving me today, Father. Father, I come to your I come to your throne today, Father, giving giving praise and glory, Father. Father, we'll lift you up, Father. You're the reason I'm here, Father. You're the great I am, Father. You're the beginning, you're the end. Father, you have a voice of many waters, Father. Father, I want to just pray that you give me the word today, Father, and the strength to deliver the word that you gave that you gave to me today, Father. Father, to calm my spirit, Father, and let my words be your words, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I think for everyone here that came today, Father, and Father, I just want to say thank you for giving me the strength to go forward, Father, and I give it the strength of my first time, my first message today. And these things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Kevin's, um, Kevin's theme in this church, his message is to uh, bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. And... Um, And what does that mean, you know? Um, is anyone here brokenhearted today? Is anyone here brokenhearted? I, th- I think there is. I know there is. Are there any captains here today? I know there are, you know? And um, there's people that are bound today. Not only here, but in the, in the community. And... Um, I can, thank you for your support, guys. I'm, I have a strong word today, and it's, it's, it's not... It's not easy giving a strong word to people that you know. The Bible says a prophet's not respected in his hometown. I'm no prophet, but I'm here to deliver a word today, a message to this church, you know. There's people in Kennard that are hurting, you know. There's people in Kennard that are brokenhearted. And there's people who need, who need help, who need God, you know. And there's people in this church who need that. And a lot of reasons that people don't get reached is because people feel weak, people feel brokenhearted and downtrodden in the church. And I feel there's a few people here. I know there's people here who are brokenhearted. There's broken families. There's broken dreams. There's broken hearts, you know. And um, the only way we're getting out to those people is if we're strong enough to reach those people. Just like me right now. I came here. I had fear struck me. Not fear. 
But there's a force for fighting, guys. It's invisible, you know. I wasn't fighting with any of you people here in this audience today. I was fighting with the spirit. It's this spiritual battle we're fighting right now. And you can imagine the forces, not to give them credit, that I'm fighting against right now, just to spread this truth today, you know. And thank God he's administering angels right around us right now. And, and this, my spirit, you just saw my spirit change. Why is that? Because I know God's here right now, you know. Thank you, Father. Because fear is not of God, you know. So I'm glad that right now that I, I'm opened up now. And uh, thanks for being that first training wheel audience for me. I appreciate it. Now I'm finding myself. I, I remember who I am now, you know. So, and, um, wow. Imagine me right now for the first time. You know, I wasn't like Kevin in his house in front of two people, you know. I have a whole crowd here. So I have a responsibility to you guys. And I hope you guys listen to what God is is, um, is going to say through me today. And, um The first thing he gave me, um, and this is unbelievable to me because I've talked about God, but I never preached about God. You know, I never had the ch- the privilege. Now I know it's a privilege. This is not this is not a duty. This is it is a duty, but it's not a chore. This is a privilege to be here and uh, and tell you guys something. But I've never received I've never received a message from God, and I prayed and prayed and I. That's why I have three Bibles here, guys. Do you realize how, how much of me is up here right now? That's what's dying right now is me. I planned a thousand sermons here for you guys, you know. I don't like coming unprepared. Three Bibles is, is it's just not lack of faith, but it shows preparation. But um, there's something here that's going to be said today that's not of me, and this is what God gave me. He told me, um, I was praying last night, as a matter of fact. I planned the last two months to do this message for you guys. And I thought of... Um, like a Joel C message, I was going to come and say God loves you, and He does, you know. And I was going to make you guys feel good and leave with hugs and no tears and and really no troubles, you know. And one thing I have learned is, like Kevin said, I have always been physically fit, and I've been in the gym lately. I um, I went through depression. I lost a lot of weight. I got weak, you know. I gained weight, and um, I felt bad about myself. And um, I finally got restored again. I got back into the gym, and the personal trainer that trained me was like, if you leave here without being hurt, you did nothing, you know? I'm like, wow. If you leave not not, not passing break points, not breaking new levels, you haven't done anything, you haven't accomplished anything. And that's true. And uh, six months later, here I am, and I've gotten results uh, physically, you know? And uh, now I want to get results, results spiritually today. Last night I was in prayer after looking over my thousand sermons, and this is what came to me. He said, uh, this is God's words to me, by the way. He said, preach on the hypocrisy of the church. Preach on the outreach of the church. Tell my people I love them. Remind me they're forgiven. Use clothes as an, as an example. And I'll come back to that. And preach the good news and tell them to spread the good news. So those are God's direct words to me. And uh, I'm going to frame this because I'm pretty proud of it right now. And my, I'm getting myself out of the way up here. And um, God's coming through more and more right now. But... I want to mention, it says, use clothes as an example. I've been living in the city for the last 14 years. I left Kennard, and um, honestly, the small town, it really got to me, you know. I mean, um, what killed me was the hypocrisy of my church. I was raised in church. Thank you, Dad. Uh, I went to church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. And um, I was saved early on. And um, when I was young, by the way, I stuttered. And no one can hear me. No one can understand a word I said. I hope you can right now. But... uh, you know, no one can understand me. And um, so at age, I think eight or nine, I got saved. And uh, it's crazy. My mom thought I spoke in tongues when I was young because I stuttered so much, you know. And uh, and I talked about Jesus a lot. And I used to mimic with my preacher, Brother Oswald. I remember his his finger uh, was like this. And I would be in my bathroom preaching a trip like this with my Bible, you know. So, uh, and uh, early on, I had a gift, you know, and uh, I didn't even know it. You know, I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And, um, wow. I have so much to say, guys. I'm trying to get me out of the way again. Um, but through my trials and tribulations and through my trip here, I mean, I just really, hmm. I'm sorry, guys. Thank you for being patient, by the way. I got to say thank you once again. I'm trying to get me out of the way here. But yeah, I, I, here we go. Back to the story. I want to use clothes as an example. Um, 
I've been living in San Antonio used to the dry cleaners. I came here, I was going to, had a nice suit pressed, you know, nice jeans and uh, nice uh, slacks. And I went to the cleaner Saturday and they were closed. They closed at 12 o'clock. I was there at 1220. I'm like, oh man, there goes my, there goes my first thing, you know, bad news. So, so all I had left was uh, one pair of jeans that I brought with me, sweatpants and the sweater. Okay. So, um, that's my first point is, uh, I'm glad to see that people wearing blue jeans in the church today. I don't mean that in, in a way that I don't think people should wear their nice stuff to church, but I think there's judgment in this town about how people dress. And I experienced it when I was younger. Um, when someone came in my church, you know, and they were, they were dressed, they were dressed down or they had problems or, you know, there were judgments that I put on them, that, that my church put on them. And, um, that's what I want, to, I want to be sure that no one in this church is doing that. You know, this we're not going to reach the lost in this community, the downtrodden, if we have that kind of perspective. So I'm happy to preach you in my blue jeans because this is my spirit standing before you today. It's not my flesh. I didn't choose my flesh design. I did choose my wardrobe today, but I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't choose my circumstance in life, you know. And uh, a lot of these people in Kennard around us, they didn't either. They didn't choose that, you know. Um, I think it's very important that we need to reach out to people, no matter who they are, what they wear, uh, what they drive. You know, we know this, but we, we seem to act so holy when we pass upon somebody. We, we want to we exalt our spirit above their spirit because they have a better car. And walk past them because we smell nice, you know. I mean, um, I don't think Jesus did that, you know. I know he didn't. When Jesus came into a town, uh, where did he go, you know? Uh, Jesus went to visit the sinners, you know. I think, I think of... Um, I think of Zacchaeus. You know, he was—he was a when he walked. He was—he was—he was a—he was, was, was a sinner, of course. But he tried to find God, and no one else saw him but Jesus. You know, Jesus saw him and called him down. And people were so upset that he went to his house. You know, and uh, I just really don't think that uh, churches around here and the church I went to, First Baptist Church, not to call any any names out, but there was a lot of hypocrisy. You know, and there's going to be. And I realize now that. The church is not a showcase for saints, you know. It's a hospital for sinners. And uh, we need to remember that. that A lot of us have been in a a worse place before. We haven't always been this cleaned up. We haven't been, we haven't been this, this holy all our lives, you know. And it's a constant work. And we're not, you know. We never will be. And, um... Be with me, guys, because I'm I'm finding my wings here. So just just imagine me, if you will, for a second being here, right? Um, I want to preach on the hypocrisy of the church, and I'm going to go to um, This is what God gave me uh, this morning. As a matter of fact, like I was telling you guys, I was, I was not, I was not at uh, peace with a thousand things that I prepared. But this is what God gave me this morning. I'm reading this from a student Bible. This, this could be a long reading, but this is written in a way that I think everyone here can understand. And um, I'm going to start it. God tells the people to share. This is Isaiah chapter 58. This is in a student uh, Bible. Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Tell my people their sins. Yet they act so pious, they come to the temple every day and are so delighted to hear the reading of my laws, just as though they would obey them, just as though they don't despise the commandments of their God. How anxious they are to worship correctly. Oh, they love the temple services. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? Why don't you see our sacrifices? Why don't you hear our prayers? We have done much penance, and you don't even notice it. I'll tell you why. Because you are living in evil pleasure even while you are fasting. And you keep right on oppressing your workers. Look what good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling. This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. Is this what I want? This doing of penance and bowing like like needs in the like reeds in the wind, putting on sackcloth and covering yourselves with ashes? Is this what you call fasting? 
No, the kind of fast I want is that you stop oppressing those who work for you and treat them fairly and give them what they earn. And this is where I think he's talking to you guys. I want you to share your food with the hungry and bring right into your homes those who are helpless, poor, and destitute. Clothe those who are cold and don't hide from relatives who need your help. And that, that's, what, that's what really hit me right here. Don't hide from relatives who need your help. That's your word today, guys, and I'm here to, to tell you. And I'm sorry for the stuttering and the stammering, but I didn't come here to tell you guys how to live, you know. God did. It's like those scary movies where people watch scary movies where I'm doing something. He's, like, he's behind you. He's behind you. He's behind me, guys. God's behind me, you know. This is who's talking. He's coming through me right now. And this is the word he has for you. I'm going to say it again. I want you to share your food with the hungry. This is God's word, guys. I want you to bring right into your own homes those who are helpless, poor, and destitute. Clothe those who are cold and don't hide from relatives who need your help. And that's the word, guys. If you do these things, God will shed his own glorious light upon you. He will heal you. Your godliness will lead you forward. Goodness will be a shield before you. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer, Yes, I am here, he will quickly reply. All you need to do is stop oppressing the weak and stop making false accusations. And this is the biggest one, and spreading vicious rumors. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Here I am, guys. My spirit is flowing right now. The anointing is upon me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hello, spirits, you know. I hope you guys are raised up. Sorry for the combination. It wasn't me, guys, you know. I broke the truth, and here I am. My spirit stands before you guys. Not to, not to uh, decourage the encourage to lift you up today. Everyone in here, whether you're smiling, you're frowning, whatever you're doing, you have a spirit inside of you, guys. You realize we're spirits with the bodies? We're not bodies with spirits? That's the truth. Oh, my God. I love. Thank you, Jesus, for the truth. Um, I'm standing here for my first time. Thanks for the love that my friends and family gave me and that support. I needed that to get through this. Thank you, Father. Oh, man. Look at me and my training wheels, guys. Look, I'm, I'm going now. I'm going now. You know? Wow. It's amazing, you know? Like, I'm glad to live here. The faith is amazing, is it? You know, I showed up today. Can you imagine me? I showed up today hoping, praying, you know, you know, and God showed up. I jumped. You realize what I did in front of you guys? I jumped. Look who caught me. Hmm? Look who caught me today. Wow. Wow. But let's get encouraged. Let's, let's praise God and let's get in the Word, you know. Okay, um, I did that, okay? I preached on the hypocrisy of the church. I want to do a few examples of that. Um, I don't think we need examples of the hypocrisy of the church. Guys, we're all sinners. Let me break the news to you guys. We all, we're in the flesh. We all want to sin, right? Right now, there's not a, a person here who doesn't want to sin. Now that's how, now that's now that that's how the way with. Let's relax, you know. Like, you're not a hypocrite, guys. You, you've been saved by faith, you know. The fact that you want to sin still, it doesn't mean that you're that you're not working in your, in your walk, you know. It's a constant battle. Dad, I need your help. Dad, I, how old are you right now, Dad? Sixty. Do you still want to sin, Dad? Every day. Wow. You know? These kids and, and these kids here, I want to talk to the young ones. Uh, listen to that. You, you're you're going to fight these You're gonna fight these thoughts your whole life. You know, you're going to fight your flesh the whole life. It's a constant battle. You know, it's to the end, to the last breath. I think the devil's going to be there on my deathbed saying, Lance, are you sure you're, what's truth? I'm like, are you kidding me? You know? You know, after every experience I've had with God, and luckily, I'm probably halfway through my walk. Who knows what God has for me? I'm 34 years old now. So I think I, I think God sent me for you guys. I could be middle ground, you know. Here's the youth, here's the elders of the church, and uh, you know, let's let's get along. I want to I want to. Uh, that's what I didn't do. Uh, the elders in the church. You have a young guy here preaching to you. I'm not preaching to you guys. I want to. I would say I respect you guys. I respect every elder here. You know, I know you have experiences that, that I don't have, and I want to say thank you for listening to a, a young guy talk about life when I've experienced. Death of a loved one, you know. You know, I, I've experienced friends. I haven't lost children, you know. There's there's things that, that I haven't done here that I that I can't talk about. But um, but I knew you can talk about. It. I know there's healing here. If you have lost a loved one, you know, if there's been death in your life, uh, elders, please listen. You know, this is God talking up here, not me. And uh, and I respect your your age. And there's there's stories that I don't know, but it's not me up here. It's 
it's God coming through me. And I'm just an obedient servant who, who God's, who God sent, you know, and, um, that being said, I just wanted to, uh, give respect to the elders in the church because I can imagine some 10 year old coming and talking to me today right now. Would I be so willing to listen to him, you know? Okay. Um, preach on the outreach of the church. Uh, I know Kevin, Kevin, what's your, what's, what's your mission? Can you, can you, what's your, not your mission. Yeah. What's your mission? What's your goal for this church? And how do you plan on doing that, Kevin? And how would we, how would we do that? And to do that, there have, to, there have to be soldiers in the church. And that's what I sense. I sense a spirit in this church, as well as in my life. I, I've been through a stage of depression, and here I am to share. Uh, for the last year and a half, I've battled depression. I lost everything financially. I, I built my success, and I went into business for the wrong man. My vice president of the company, which is my stepdad, by the way. It's like the Jerry Springer show, but on steroids. He, um, he embezzled the cash. He stole my company. I lost everything in one day, guys. Had a retirement. I was set for life, you know. Had a bank account. I'm not going to boast or brag, but I was blessed and didn't even know it, you know. It's like the Bible says, your money grows wings and flies away. That's what mine did, you know. Witness, witness. I lost it all. And uh, I was cool at first until I realized that I, I was losing all. You know, I saw my truck drive away. I, had, I was blessed. Uh, I was in a lifestyle where I was um, really successful. I had a lot of money. I had a $500,000 home in a, in a community in the house. I drove an Escalade. Um, I'm not boasting or bragging, but I was blessed. I had a maid and clean my house every day. I had a personal chef to come to my house and fix me healthy, healthy meals. Can you believe that, guys? I lived that lifestyle. It was gone. And so I had to adapt and come back to a reality that I wasn't rich anymore, you know. And matter of fact, I drove here in town. My dad and his stepmom, Pam, I love you, by the way. You know that. She let me borrow her truck to drive here. So now I'm living with a roommate. I'm driving a borrowed truck, you know. I have a dollar to my name right now. But guess what? I'm the happiest I've ever been, you know, and I can say that in front of you guys. You know, I am blessed. And um, I, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. And um, and that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm sharing you guys. I'm, I want to minister to you guys. People go through things, you know, and I realized, I realized through my year and a half of depression, I wasn't really mad. I lost everything. I just didn't care anymore. You know, I achieved everything I wanted to achieve in life. You know, the money was there. Everything was there, but I wasn't happy still. And that's how God found me, you know. And that's, tonight, my testimony, you're going to hear my testimony. I won't go into it tonight, but um, I'll do a short cap of it. After high school, after leaving Kenard, Texas, where I was raised, I judged hypocrisy. I judged Christ on the church. And uh, my biggest mistake, because I, I thought he wasn't real. I saw people make fun of me and my family, you know. Was that, very, was that, was that Christian-like? No, it wasn't, you know. I saw people... Why cheat still, you know? I saw people fornicate. I saw people party. I saw people drink. I saw people mess up bad here in Kennard, you know? And I lost faith because of that. I made the biggest mistake I think a Christian makes is you judge Christ on the church, you know, not by Christ. He's the example. He's the rule. Not these people who are trying, you know? So after 12 years, guess what? I'm uh, Captain Naive going to the Air Force. I see new, new thoughts, new philosophies, you know? I meet people who don't even know Jesus, you know? I'm like, you don't know Jesus, you know? You don't know Jesus loves you. This I know. You know, with the little songs that I sing, you have no idea who, who Jesus is. And uh, obviously I didn't either, you know, because guess what? They started influencing me, you know. My faith was being lost. Every, every, every inch that I gained was being knocked down, you know. Not overnight, over 12 years. And after I became successful, and uh, I remember I was at my house. This is turning to testimony. I was at my house, and uh, I was watching my business on, on my computer, and I wasn't happy. I'm like, I'm not happy. And I remember Elton John on television, on Barbara Walters. He's saying money. Uh, he says, Barbara, money's not happiness. I'm like, whatever, Elton John, because you have it. And there I was. I had it. And I wasn't happy, you know. I'm like, Elton John, you were right, you know. I wouldn't listen. That's what I'm here for. I want you to learn by 
instruction, not by discipline. I don't want you guys to be like me. You have to have to bite the fruit. You have to touch the touch the heart burner to learn. You know, and that's that's for tonight. But um, but who stands before you right now is a is a strong spirit. You know, um, a strong spirit who is humbled. You know. And now my spirit is not me anymore. It's God living through me. And I see strong spirits in this room. Really strong spirits. That I know it takes a lot to humble in your life, you know. And I want to let you know, man, that um, God calls um, God calls everyone. And uh, you can humble yourself or he will humble you, you know. And thank God that three years ago when I was 31, he humbled me. God spoke to me for the first time. In my life, um, at 31 years old, in my whole life praying, asking him to manifest himself, he never did. He never showed up like I wanted him to show up. I saw prayers went unanswered for 18 years. I'm like, wow, he's not here. But at 31 years old, guys, he told me three words. He says, I am good. And those three words changed my life. Changed my life. I, I want to call you guys something. I want to call you guys, this is weird, this is my first time. Your friends, you know, but I like the I like the term beloved, you know, beloved. I stand before you, you know, I stand before you. Wow. And thanks for letting me get my wings, you know. It's not a Red Bull, but it's like it's more than that. I'm getting wings here, guys, and I'm getting my spirit wings. And thank you for being comfortable, thank, making me feel comfortable, and being so patient as I stammer with this word, you know. And um, I already know that some spirits have been touched, you know. I have a gift I didn't know about. It's called discernment of spirits, you know. I know who's doing the zoo. Don't be scared, guys. You know, I can, I can come into a lot of spirits, and, and I can uh, determine whether or not that you need ministering, you know. I'm a ministering spirit, spirits, beloved. I'm here to minister, to uplift. I'm working in my gift, functioning in my gift. There's power, guys. You know what power is? Power. You know what power is? Think about it, guys. Power. Power is power, you know. Some of you feel weak today. You're downtrodden. You're weak. You're giving up. Like I was for a whole year and a half. I could, I would sleep at 1 o'clock and, and hope I can feel happy again. Hope I can get joy again. Hope I cared about something. There was no carrot dangling in front of me to chase anymore. I chased it all. You know? And some of you guys need a carrot in front of you right now to, to chase. And let me... Let me get these words right there. They're not, they're not mine. Can I, can I just propose to stop chasing? You know, relax, rest in the peace of the Lord. And uh, I'm trying to get a scripture here. Um, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. What are you guys seeking today? You know, why are you guys here today? You know, are you, are you, and please forgive my truth, man, but um, I was born to speak the truth. You know, I know that now. I'm, who are you trying to impress, guys? You know, but the Bible says don't, what does it say, Kevin? Don't, um, don't, don't, don't let, don't be the, uh, the, don't flatter man, or don't don't think about man's. Uh, what's that scripture I'm looking for? You're like my little computer, right? I need my Google right now. But but don't flatter, don't impress man, impress God, guys. You know, is anyone here trying to impress a man? You know, and the worst kind of spirit I think is the spirit that wants to wants to um, be haughty and and pass by another spirit that's downtrodden and say, look what I have. You know, that's the worst kind of spirit. You know, and I hope. That no one has been fooled by that, thinking that you're special. You know, yes, you're special, but thinking you're better than anyone else. You're not. You know, God created us with a level, a measure of faith. I didn't choose this body, you know. I didn't choose my my flaws, you know. But I have some, you know. I don't like them. But don't make another spirit feel bad for, for their natural, for their position, you know. And that's what I think happens in Kennard, you know. I think people, they get, they get a little something, they want to... They want to put it on display and like they have it made now and they relax and they hold their their salvation, their position in life on that um, on that position. And thank you guys once again for letting me um, preach slowly. And the clock is it's been twenty four minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> wow, I'm encouraged, right? And um and it says, I tell my people I love them. You know, um, God loves you guys, you know. 
He loves everyone here. I hope some of you believe that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you. You know, and that's encouragement. You know, I, I used to, I used to be in church and never say amen on um, this side of the mic. Oh my God, amen is like a, it's like a, it's like, it's like a kick in the pants. You know. Thank you. Thank you. Encouragement. You know, some of you spirits in here don't know who you are yet. Oh my God, your spirits need to come today before God and ask God who you are. Let your spirit be real. You're not your flesh, guys. You know, your flesh is going to fall off you, and your spirit's going to be hanging. Be like you're gone now, and your spirit is going to be judged, you guys. Oh, God. But just my heart, you know, God, God loves you so much that he doesn't even judge you. You know what God did for you guys? We all know this. <laughs> for God's soul of the world, and that's us, guys, that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's how much God loves us. I don't think we can imagine that. you got to read it five times. Think about it. Let's, a moment of silence. Just, to, just let that sink in. I used to think kids were a curse, you know? <laughs> Believe that? That's why I don't have kids right now. I was deceived. The devil fooled me. You know, I had a dysfunctional family. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I think we all do. I had a, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand love like I needed to be loved. And dead, you're here, you know, like, you know, this, like, this is the truth, guys, you know, dysfunctional family. Does anyone have one of those in here? Does anyone have one of those? Right. I have one of those. And it really, and the devil made me believe that family wasn't worth having. And for, and for 12 years of marriage, I avoided it, you know. But now I know kids are a blessing. Can you believe that? What God has healed in my heart, you know? God can fix you, brothers, sisters, beloved. He can fix you. He's healed me. But you guys who have kids, I can only imagine. I had a, I had a dog, two dogs, which filled that void. And, uh, oh, my gosh. I mean, uh, thousands of dollars on surgeries, you know. I had a, one dog who had diabetes, and, you know, we uh, had eye surgery, $2,000, uh, knee replacements, you know. I mean, all my love went into that dog. And uh, I'm not comparing kids to dogs, but that's the closest I can get to it. But you guys who have kids, imagine sending your, sending your son or daughter to die for someone, you know, who's a sinner, you know, who doesn't even, doesn't, your enemy, exactly, right? So, that's how much God loves us, guys. Um, he loves us that much. I mean, I want to... Um, thank you. Thank you. And uh, right now I know that what I need is more word in me, you know? So so thank you for... So next time I come, guys, I'm going to be sharpened. I'm going to have those scriptures memorized. Because that scripture, what does it say? It's, uh, let me. I think I have that written down here. None of my notes are, uh, are being used right now, which is what Kevin told me would happen, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is Hebrews 4.12. And uh, it's crazy. Now I'm feeling that effect of my judgment. I used to see preachers preach, and they, wouldn't, they, would, they would never say the scripture. I've, uh, thank God for TV and Internet. Um, I've seen a lot of word preached where they'll preach the word, but they won't put the scripture in there, you know? So I want to be sure you guys have the scripture. It's Hebrews 4.12. Um, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to, to, to the dividing line of the breath of life, that's the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow, of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and, and sitting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of our heart. I'm going to read that in this. I bring a translation right now because it helped me. It's a student Bible, and it breaks it down. I think the kids need... Um, Maybe not a watered-down version, but definitely a version they can understand. And I'm going to read this from this Bible, guys, because I think some, some young spirits need to hear this today. Okay, Hebrews 4.12, it says, For whatever God says to us is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest dagger cutting swift and deep into our innermost thoughts and desires with all their parts, exposing us for what we really are. So that's what the word does. It exposes us for what we really are. It calls the spirit out, you know. It says, it'll convict you guys. Everything about us is bare and wide open to the all-seeing eyes of our living God. Nothing can be hidden from him to whom we must explain all that we have done. So. All right. Okay, that's that. Okay. Thank you guys for, for being patient with me. I feel like I'm, um, this is my first day, but I feel like a, um, a bad tour guide right now, you know? And uh, I, I really, I'm really not that. <laughs> okay. But one more time, guys, God loves you, you know? I want you guys to feel that, you know? Like, 
You're going through problems because he loves you. Like uh, the Bible says, God chasing the ones he loves, you know. If you walk through this life without, on a, on a bubblegum ride with candy and you would, like an emperor, and you got to the end of the earth, you couldn't be proud of anything, you know, because you, you had a free ride. There's no free ride, guys. You know, The only free ride is salvation. Thank God. Your salvation is free, you know. I'm glad I saw you guys today, and I'm glad I'll see you guys in eternity. Amen? Amen. Amen. They'll be standing praising. This flesh is not going to hold us down. Our spirits will be free, brothers and sisters, beloved. Our spirits will be free on that day. Oh, my God. Can you believe this, God? Can you believe this reality, Ryan? Can you believe it? This is my flesh talking. But can you believe this game that God created for us called life? I mean, wow, you know? Wow. I'm sorry, guys. I'm in the way again. Those are my, those are my thoughts, you know? But, yeah, back to the point. I'm sorry. But, uh, but yeah, if, if you got through life not being tested, if your faith wasn't exposed, what's the scripture? Is it James, is it James 1? Let me read that for you guys. Thanks, Kevin. Is it, it says, rejoice and be glad when, the, when trials and tribulations come. This is it, guys. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to apologize. I'm, I'll probably say I'm sorry a thousand times here, but uh, let's, let's get this. Dear brothers, is your life full of difficulties and temptations? Then be happy. For when the way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. So let it grow, and don't try to squirm out of your problems. For when your patience is falling in full bloom, then you will be ready for anything. Strong in character, full and complete. If you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him, and he will gladly tell you. For he is always ready to give bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask. He will not resent it. But when you ask him, be sure that you really expect him to tell you. For a doubtful mind will be as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. And every decision you make will be uncertain as you turn first this way and then that. If you don't ask with faith, don't expect the Lord to give you any solid answer. And uh, the faith part is what just... I met with Helen the other night. And uh, it's crazy how God works. He does work in mysterious ways. I've been planning my sermon, and I knew I had sermon on faith. And I, and I, I visited with Helen, and Helen brought me up. I, I told her about my, uh, my problems, and Helen brought me a, a scripture and read it to me. And this is what she read to me. It's Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. And uh, so you, uh, the next question is, so then uh, how does faith come, guys? Can you get faith at Walmart? Can you go buy faith? You know, can you take it off the shelf? Can you grab it freely? No. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And I had a huge thing planned, my own words. I was going to pull a uh, <laughs> pull a gun case out and show you guys a weapon, you know. This this is a weapon, guys. This is, uh, like I said before, sharper than a two-edged sword. This is how faith comes. This is your weapon. This is your strength, guys. This is your bread to get through your trials and tribulations right now that everyone's going through. This is your... Yeah, thank you for the word, you know. And um, And faith is a positive response to what God has said. I think a lot of us have lost faith in here, maybe through like I did, through unanswered prayers, you know. I'm sure there's a lot of prayers you've been praying for maybe 12, 18 years, who knows. Maybe the situation you're in, you felt that it's too, it's too rough for you guys, you know. And I've been there, and I've been there. And I want to encourage you guys. I mean, please hear me. Uh, the Bible says, he who has ears, hear. You know, there's, uh, I believe there's no coincidence I'm standing here, you know. I'm not standing here to... to um, for my own good, you know, for a paycheck, guys. I can't. You realize I came here uh, because God sent me. You know. I hope you hear that. There's a spirit here. There's spirits in here that are, that are tight. Guess what, guys? Remember who I am. I have discernment of spirits. I can feel it. The spirits are tight. I want to ask you today. Um, why? Why is your spirit tight? Are you bitter? Not better. Are you? Uh, is your faith weak? Are you losing faith? There's no reason to be in a church and have and have no hope. If you have no hope in a church, guys, yeah, let me ask you: Why, why are you here, guys? Are you, why are you here? You know, there's there's power here. Remember earlier I said power. There's power here. You have to ask yourself: If imagine yourself like I did, I became one with my car. You know, I like to reflect my personality through my car. And um, what are you? Are you what gears you car in? Are you neutral right now? Are you in park? Are you just parked here right now? You know, if you're in park, let me encourage you to put it in neutral at least right now so I can at least push you, you know. 
right? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Are, there, are your spirits in neutral, guys? Do, do I have everyone listening up here? Is everyone at least humbling themselves a little bit before God? I'm often frustrated that, that we can't see the, the spiritual realm. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of upset that I can't see God, you know. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. I have the faith he's here. But no longer I know he's here. There's no more faith right now. I know he's here. I feel God. I, I wonder how many ministering angels are here right now just following orders right now like this with a sword. Listen, listen to a command from God right now, you know. Think about that. The Bible says we all have, we have ministering angels. There's angels around us. There's, there's a spiritual realm, you know. Thank you, angels. I want to think of my angels right now. When we get to heaven, you know, imagine the reunion, you know. Like, I saw you guys today and was able to catch up and and um, rejoice. But imagine meeting your angels, you know, and seeing the times that they saved you. You know, that the unknown, guys, the, the, the unknown that we're not seeing right now. Wow. Just... And we're, uh, it's 1225, guys. We've still got 20 minutes of softening spirits and releasing the captives, you know. It's crazy. I didn't know bondage existed, you know. I do now, you know. <laughs> As a kid, I was like, what is bondage, you know? What is this stuff they're talking about? But once you get in bondage, you guys, we've all been in sin. Another reason a spirit will not minister to another spirit because they're caught in sin. They're bondage. They're, they're encaged. You can't go minister if, even if you want to because guess what? You're... You're in your you're in your cage of sin. There's people in here in sin today, guys. There's no secret. I'm in sin. There's there's things I battle. I, I'm in a cage in bondage to certain spirits right to, to certain sin right now. So guess what? When I'm in that cage, guys, guess what? I can't go minister to another spirit. My word to you is don't let that stop you, guys. You're never going to be completely sin free. And uh, I'm sorry, guys. The Bible says it. You know. So don't let your own condemnation keep you from going and witnessing to another person. Because guess who's working on you right now? The Holy Spirit is. Guess who's helping the guys in Kennard right now that aren't saved? Nobody. He doesn't have the Holy Spirit in him enough to even know right or wrong. So, I'm, I'm sorry guys, but I don't care how you feel. I don't care how much sin you're in. Do you realize you have a duty? You're commissioned? Oh my, thank you Jesus. We have a king guys. you realize that we have a king. If the president walked in right now, how many people would just stop and, and just be honored he's here? You know, you, you've preached about this, Kevin, before. You realize we serve a king? Oh, man. Let me, let me do this right. I'm going to go and praise. I'm, I'm a, he's the king of kings, guys. He's the Lord of lords. And uh, he has commissioned us to, to go spread the good news, you know? Don't let your sin that you're dealing with right now stop you from spreading your good news. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because you're dealing with it, but guess what? You're, you have your salvation at least. They don't, have, they don't even have their salvation. It's like Kevin said. They don't even have a jacket to stay warm, you know? They are wondering. They're lost, you know? Just tell them. Tell them that you have sin too. I mean, minister to these other spirits, guys. Kennard needs it. If you drive to Kennard right now, I mean, I, I felt it. Once again, this is sermon. This gift I have is also seems like a curse sometimes because I can get down Passing somebody's house. I can feel the spirit upon it, you know? And you guys feel it too. You guys, you feel it. Guess what that means? It means if you can see it, you can do it, you know? And I just want to hold people accountable, you know? Like, you know, I can, you could be neutral. I mean, I can push you, but you guys, you spirits, you just heard that. Put it in drive, guys. You know, start, you know, start driving. You have, you have power you don't even know. Look at the power I tapped into. You were I'm gonna be once again. I'll, I'll be the I'll be the example. Look look at the struggle I'm having up here, guys. Look at the struggle it is to tell the truth. It's not easy to go and tell people in Kennard that that they need a they need a savior that they need they um, they need ministering, but they do. You know, they do. And I think right now I see in the word that I'm gonna preach. Is I need fillers, you know. I need something to go back on and notes because when when the Holy Spirit comes, guys, He's here. And I think you guys feel it, you know. These these waves of um, anointing coming through right now. And um, once again, thanks for being patient. You know, thanks for the thanks for letting me 
be here and do this. When I was home, um, my dad, I'm dad, thank you for being here, by the way, because you're, you're my example today. Uh, my dad's adopted, guys. He doesn't, he hasn't, he's never met his real parents, you know. And he told me last night, no, two nights ago, that he was in an, or- he was in an orphanage for seven years before he got adopted. So he would see couples come by, and um, they would walk away and not choose him, you know. And when he was seven years old, I think, he finally got chosen. Think about that. A couple came up, said, we want him. He was chosen. He was chosen. That's what God has done for us, guys. John fifteen sixteen says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that you should go forth and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So, beloved, we're chosen. Be encouraged by that. God chose you, you know? He chose you. You have a home and glory. You're in eternity. He chose us, guys. And guess what? We can choose to go make our family enlarge our family, make our communities better, you know? Have heaven on earth. That's possible. It is possible, guys, to experience heaven on earth. I know we've all felt it. The birth of a child, you know? Promotions in life, you know? Encouragement, you know, when things are down. We've all felt it, guys. Let's encourage others. Let's encourage others. Don't don't let your sin and your condemnation, guys, stop us from getting out. And uh, once again, I'm not here for me. I'm here for I'm here for uh, God. You know, Kevin's church. I'm gonna read it again. This is this was this is what God gave Kevin. You know, let me read the whole scripture to you. To bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. How does everyone feel here? Does everyone... I've noticed when truth convicts, you know, everyone gets a little defensive, you know. And guess what? You know, I think most most preachers kill it with a joke. They'll bring it back down, you know. Uh, but um, I, I, want, I want everybody to sit and feel that a little bit and just let it and let God convict you, you know. Like, let that truth set you free. The truth hurts, guys. But guess what it also does? It sets you free. Remind them that they're forgiven. That's what we need right now. You know, God, you know what? That, we're forgiven, guys. You know, there's nothing that we do that God won't forgive. You have a scripture for that, Kevin? A scripture for forgiveness that you can... You can uh... Uh, I can't And also, I think something after, when you're forgiven, guys, you realize that when you ask forgiveness, you finally confess that, that I think he, he says he bears it in the deepest seas, never to, never to be, remember, never to be rem- remembered again. And I think, I think he separates as far as east is from the west. And I, I used to have a perception of east and west, but um, I think, Kevin, you, you have an example of the Hubble telescope that um, went in space and took photos past the Big Dipper out into the galaxies, guys. And guess what? East and west is not what I thought it was, you know? Do you guys realize there's, there's, <laughs> How many galaxies, Kevin? And thanks for being my wingman today. Yeah, exactly. We don't even know. There's so many galaxies. It goes, the east is so far from the west. That's how God separates your sin from you guys. That's how he sees you guys. We're spotless, you know? Thank thank you, God, for the blood of Jesus, you know? The blood. And that's what people need to know about the blood of Jesus. The Bible says to the world, it's foolishness, the word, you know? But to us, it's, it's our life, you know? We, we're saved by the blood, guys. We're forgiven by the blood. We're redeemed by the blood. And uh, we're children of the Most High God. Don't forget who you are. Do you guys know who you are in Christ now? You need to be reminded who you are in Christ, yes. You're, you're children of the Most High God. You can walk around blessed and highly favored. You know? We, we forget that. We're going to have problems, guys, but that's how our faith is tested. And once again, the faith. Faith is substance of things hoped for, you know? And how do you... Um, how do you get more faith, guys? That's what I want to give you guys, because right now I can't give it to you. <laughs> Guess what? I'm holding faith up here. I'm holding my faith, but I can't give my faith to you. I'm sorry. It's non-transferable. You know, it's, it's just for me. Only my name can be cashed on my faith check, you know. 
I talk about money. You know, often the first time I preached, I got was when I first got saved. I was on fire for God. I went to go teach a Sunday school class. And I was on fire for God. And the first time I got up there, guess what? I, the faces were just scornful, you know. And I think I messed up, and I was set down by the teacher because I was I was trying to save the class by on my my own works. And um, but faith is something I can't I can't make you I can't make you take it. Yes, it's it's um it's something you have to do yourself. I want to show you how to get faith. If I can't give it to you guys, I'm going to show you how to get it, how I got it. So it's a praise and prayer, you know. If you need more faith, um, go to God's presence and praise. Praise God and thank him for what he's done for you. Um, pray. Um, yeah, here we go. Faith is a positive response to what God has said. I'm sorry, I, I'm not this guy, but by a show of hands, who thinks this is the truth that I'm holding? So who am I talking to right here? I'm sorry, I had to see the hands. So who, who thinks this is the truth, you know? Who can stand for God? So everyone thinks that that's just about everybody. I'm sorry, the spirit that didn't raise your hand, I'm talking to you. Who doesn't? Who, who thinks this is truth? I'm sorry. Can we hold the hands up, please, and see who really believes this is truth? Thank you, spirits. We're putting in neutral. Thank you. Thank you. So why are why are you not responding to the truth, guys? Why is not everyone rejoicing today? Because someone must not believe this is true. Wouldn't you say that's wouldn't you say that's true? Someone's faith is not activated. Someone's faith is still in park here. Faith is a, rep- a positive response to what God has said. In the simplest terms, faith is believing, guys. You have to believe. You have to believe. And it says, preach the good news and tell them to spread the good news. I think the good news is, once again, that Jesus has died for us, guys, you know, beloved. He's paid the price for us. That's good news, right? And thanks for listening, guys. I mean, I can, I would be the same way. If, if someone was barking at me, you know, and I'm not barking, guys. I'm preaching, you know. This is, have you noticed we're in a church, you know? Did anyone not expect to get preached to today? <laughs> is anyone surprised by this, you know? I hope not, you know. And elders back there, thank you for hearing me because I know that you, I can imagine how you feel, you know, seeing some young, young buck thinking that he can preach, you know, and um, I don't think I preach. I know I can preach because God sent me here today, you know, you know, it's not about me. It's not what I can do, guys. I'm a willing vessel and I hope, I pray, I expect you guys to be willing vessel too. We're brothers, right? We're family now, right? Brothers, sisters, man, let's. Let's get encouraged today, you know. Let's spread some word around Kennard. Let's let's stop faking it, you know. Let's let's get out there today. Witness to one person. Just it's gonna hurt just like this. You may look foolish, but guess what? Angels are smiling, you know. God is gonna bless you. Why would you avoid a blessing, guys? Why would you avoid adding to the family of God? You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You realize we have a seat in heaven, guys. We have a seat in heaven. Sometimes I watch a movie. I'm like, man, the, the main character. I'm like, go, go, you know, make it, make it, you know, and. It's reflected in Hollywood. You know, I think everyone everyone wants the good guy to win, right? <laughs> right? I think most of us do. And uh, I want you guys to imagine yourself seated in heaven already, looking back on your life and, and, and co- coaching your own self, like seeing when you're down. Be your own cheerleader, guys. Like, guess what? I, I can cheer for you today, but when I'm gone, who's going to cheer for you? You've got to be your own cheerleaders, guys, you know? You've got to be your own cheerleaders. Thank you, Jesus, for thank you, thank you, Lord, for giving me these words today. I mean, it's not about you guys. It's not about me. It's about Him, you know. And um, like I said, I was hoping for a good, a nice word. I didn't want to bark, you know. I, I didn't want to, uh, you know. We all want to be liked and approved of, you know. And uh, just know that I, that I had to drop that to, to speak with you guys today. And uh, thank you for your. Your spirits that encouraged me, guys, and the spirits that you ministering to. I hope I know that you got ministered today. I mean, I hope that you listen, like uh, like the Bible says, "Is be ye a, 
a doer of the word and not just a, a listener, you know, only fooling yourselves, guys. If you came here and uh, and felt something, I think you know it's real, you know. I, I think we know by now what truth is. And uh, if you don't, I mean, I'm, I'm here to help you learn, you know. Stay in the word, guys. I mean, God has changed my life. God's going to use me now. I've learned to speak life into my life. And that's why I came here for it. It's not to speak death into this church. I came here to speak life in, into this church. And uh, thank you, Kevin, once again for, you know, for allowing me to, to be here and, and um, speak to these people and, and have my first sermon. As rough as it was, I mean, I, I really appreciate it. And I, I'm not quite finished yet because I, I want everyone to just be accountable. Um, the first thing that God gave me a month ago was this. Um, this is how I was going to start the start the sermon. But if everyone would just imagine right now, if uh, if Kenara if Kenara was attacked right now, if, if um, let's say there's an army of soldiers, let's say the worst case scenario would be a, a bomb dropped, right? And we all somehow made it back here. We all somehow made it here. We all ran. Some of you are wounded right now. What's the first thing we would do when we got here right now? We would close the doors. What do you think we would do once we all got in here? Once there's a bomb in Kennard and people are injured, we're under attack, what do you think we do when we got here? What do you think, Kevin, we would do? We would pray. <laughs> we would pray. We would assess the situation, right? Uh, I think we would all uh, wonder where our loved ones are at. You know, we would all wonder. We'd be trying to call our loved ones, wouldn't we? I think we would want to know who's hurt and wounded. We would try to minister, we would try to fix those people and get, and get them healed. I think we want to know what weapons do we have. Like, how can we fight back? You know, how can we fight back? And I think we know who's trained in what. You know, we want to know who's trained in medical attention, who's trained in infantry, who can who can shoot a gun. You know, who can go, who can get food. You know, and that's the next thing. How much food do we have? How long can we survive here in, in this place? Uh, how will we survive? You know, um, I think we'd be curious who's hurt in the community. You know, after we figure, after we find out who's Everyone's taking care of here. We want to go. We would wonder about who's hurting Kennard. Do we even care to save others in Kennard? And uh, I want to. This is my last thing. Thank you, God, for this revelation. And I, I want to tell you guys that we are under attack. You know, Kennard is attacked, guys. And guess you made it here today. You know, and I think we have friends and family in other churches right now, but we are under attack, guys. The Bible says that uh, Satan. I hate to give him more credit than he do and than he deserves, but he's our enemy, guys. Uh, the Bible says he he walks like a roaring lion. I'm gonna be this guy too. Imagine a roaring lion walking through this right now. I'm a roaring lion, guys. You know. Imagine a roaring lion. A roaring lion, guys. That's who Satan is right now. He's seeking to devour every one of you. Imagine I'm a lion, guys. In your own feet of your mind, I'm a I'm a roaring lion. And guess guess what I'm looking at right now. Well, what would you do if a roaring lion was right here in front of him? A roaring lion. That's that's who Satan is, guys. He's our enemy. You know, we're we're being attacked. I think I got more Mia Baldwin than that one too. I'm sorry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the spirit's leading. So where are our loved ones right now? You know, if if we are being attacked, I think you'd be concerned about your loved ones. You know, I think we all have family and friends who aren't saved, who are being attacked and and I we need to minister. I think we'd leave it a day. I think a phone call would be appropriate just to call a family member, you know, and say, hey, how's your how's your faith? How are you? You know, I mean, uh, it's, it's like a cell. You have to ask for it sometimes, you know. Right. I think, first of all, before we minister to anyone else, we, we didn't know who's hurt in here. You know, guys, there are spirits in here that are hurt. I feel them. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not calling about I'm here to minister to you guys. There are spirits in here that are hurt in this church right now. Guys, God loves you. You know, God loves you so much. You know, this reality we're in, I'm sorry, your, your faith is being tested. Stand strong in your situation, guys. Be encouraged today. Like, you can do it. I'm going to cheer for you guys, guys. You can do it. You have power, guys. There's power in this word. Oh, man, if I could just save everybody. You know, Kevin, you know? <laughs> Find out who you are in Christ. 
know you be challenged. Know the situation you're in is not, it's not over. Your faith is being tested. You should rejoice right now, guys. You realize you're finding out who you are right now in Christ? Through these trials, you're finding out who you really are. My uncle told me one time, he goes, Lance, if, you're, if you fall in problems, if you're, you know, there wasn't really much of you in the first place, right? So I think we're finding out who we really are through problems, you know, through testing. What weapons do we have to fight back, guys? We have this weapon. That's how we fight back. We have our voice. We have our testimony. You know, use that, guys, to, 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 to gain back territory we've lost in this kingdom. And who is our leader right now? And I think right now, today, of course, it's God. But Kevin has been put in this situation. Kevin just didn't, get, didn't show up here. You know, he's been sent. And I really believe that, you know, to, um, to lead some people here. But people have to want to be led. You've got to put your car in neutral. And then uh, Kevin has some, God has given Kevin some uh, a mission here, guys. And, um, and and people who are members of this church, I encourage you to, to not help Kevin, but help yourself, you know, help clock in, be a member of the church, you know, start, you know, start being a, a force to be reckoned with, you know. And um, I encourage you guys. I want to encourage you guys. And I'm going to beat you guys in the up. And it feels like, I understand, guys, once again, I always apologize for it, but it's not about me. It's not about you guys. It's about him, you know. And uh, all right. Well, uh, I think the next thing, the Kevin's, the, I want to hit on Kevin is, is the community. So I think it's time that maybe some of us get healed and uh, and get right with God again, you know. Realize you're, you're forgiven. Realize you're saved, you know, and rejoice in that, guys, and go tell someone today, you know. The, the, the first the first five minutes out of church is you still got that high, don't you? you know, you're still going, you know. And uh, maintain that through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, yeah, yeah, you'll be called into the world again, but and, yeah, you'll have those real problems. But just remember who you are in Christ, guys, and, and share that. And I'm upset right now. I'm I'm down because I know there's spirits in here who are still in park, you know. And uh, all I can do is pray for you guys, you know. And... Um, because I've been in park before, but I'm not in park now, guys. You know, and um, I'm in drive now. I was in your triple wall. I'm in drive now, and I'm here to uh, to help others. You know, if you need a pull, a push, I'm here for you guys. I mean, I'm, I showed up today because the spirit led me here. Okay, if you see anything, you just see that today. Look who has the mic today. You know, listen to this voice coming through. As cluttered as it was today, listen to the message today, guys. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to do it one more time before I go. The reason I'm here, what God wanted you to know, he said, preach on the hypocrisy of the church. So I think the church should be very clear um, not to be not to be hypocritical. Um, I think you should uh, preach on the outreach of the church. That's what God sent me to tell you guys, the outreach. Okay? Uh, tell my people I love them. God loves you guys. Remember that. Leave here and know that God loves you. You know, like the Bible says God chases the ones he loves. And... Um, I believe that to be true. Remind them that, that they're forgiven. That's going to be a huge part, guys. You're forgiven for your sins. Those who are condemned right now of the sin you're in, it's, it's conviction, guys. It's not condemnation. There is no condemnation. What's that scripture? Yeah. Exactly. Thank God there's no condemnation, guys. And, and it says, preach the good news and tell them to spread the good news. So uh, I, I want an example for you guys, like... <laughs> I took the leap of faith, guys, because I was I was ready in my life. I, this is my first time God opened the doors. I'm trying to help people here. I'm trying to share the word with people here. Amen. And I want to encourage you guys. I did it, you know. Look at me. I did it, you know. If I can do it, guys, you can do it. 